Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to the cafe. Today, we are talking about finding rest in Jesus. Have you ever thought about the idea that in this life, in, in modern day times, it's so hard to find rest? Has it ever crossed your mind? I bet it has. I bet you're laughing saying, yeah, of course, I, every day. It's hard to find rest. It's hard to find peace. Schedules are at breakneck pace and everywhere, you know, you got your phone, it's buzzing and dinging and this and that. And man, we see this uh, phone, the text messaging all the time. And, you know, that you got a connected TVs and the internet and on and on and on. It's never ending with things going on and, and, and different uh, businesses or people or organizations wanting a piece of your time. And you end up exhausted and you say, where can I find rest? And what is this world doing to me? And, and in the book of Mark, there's a great example of how we as uh, people can find rest in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, Mark 5, and I'm just going to read for a little while here. Mark 5, verse 1. Mark 5, verse 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torments me not." that thou torment me not. Verse 8, For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they said, uh, they come to Jesus and, and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And that they saw it told them how it befell to him that it was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, 
But saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish it in Decapolis, how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. All right, Mark 5, verse 1 through 21, we see the miraculous healing of the maniac of Gadara. And we see, you know, you probably don't compare yourself to a maniac too often or to cutting yourself and running and crying and screaming. But we see a very interesting principle that this man who was very sick, who was, who was ill from all these devils in the world, that he was healed by Jesus Christ himself and that he became who he was meant to be, he became normal again. He became normal maybe for the first time in a lot of senses. And he desired to be with Jesus. And we see all of this stuff. We see this happening very quickly. We see the devils being cast out into swine, 2,000 swine. That's a lot of swine. And them going off into the sea. And we, you know, a lot of people will start looking at the demonic possession uh, and many other facets of the story. But let's think about how the world gets us so wound up and where our rest comes from. You know, because the world is relentless. Even for the unbeliever, it's still relentless. And the unbeliever, oftentimes, what do they do? They say, well, they're going to go blow off some steam at the bar or fill in the blank, their pet sin, the casino or the um, fill in the blank. Okay, you, you probably know better than I do. Uh, maybe some places that the lost folks may want to go. I don't know. Uh, thank, thankfully, I don't know too much about that these days. But that's what they do. And now what does the believer do? You know, the believer is kind of stuck because you can't go where the sinners are going. You're not supposed to, right? And yet you're still bearing so many burdens in the world. And then what do you do? I mean, a lot of people, they don't have church on Friday night. Now, some churches have a lot of activities. They might have some stuff going on on Friday night. Um, but a lot of people don't. So what do you do? Well, if you're like me, I think you need to go to the Lord in prayer. That's what I've learned over the years, to read the word and go to the Lord in prayer for that healing, for that peace. And I think, you know, a lot of times this scripture might be taken literal, as in people are possessed with demons and so forth. But we, when we're saved, we have, uh, we're possessed by the Holy Spirit, amen. We're saved with we the Holy Spirit that sealed us into the day of redemption. So I'm not talking about de de uh, demonic possession as much as I am talking about um, demonic affliction. The idea that the devil will tempt you, the devil will afflict you and cause harm to you and try to, uh, you know, cause a ruckus and confuse you uh, and, and try to rob you like a thief. This is all biblical. Amen. Jesus himself was tempted uh, of the devil in the wilderness. And when was that time? That was when he was hungry. So the devil's going to come when you're weak. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion looking about who he may devour. Who are the roaring lions going to devour? The weakest prey. So when you are down and out, maybe you're sick or maybe you're uh, tired or maybe you're depressed or maybe you're broke or maybe all the above. That's when the devil's going to come and try to get you. And so when we go through these, these awful afflictions in life, are we seeking God in the most purest sense by going to Jesus? You know, our Bible teaches us that we are, we are allowed or that we are encouraged to approach the throne boldly. 
uh, that, that we can do that, that when Christ died for our sins on the cross, that veil in the Holy of Holies was rent in two, was torn in two. And to give you a little picture of that, there was the temple, you had the outer court and the inner court, the Old Testament temple there. And you had the Holy of Holies, which was like the most inner room there uh, the, that the high priest or the special priest could go in, I think, once a year. And they had to cleanse themselves and wear certain garments. And um, it was a very, uh, very, very particular order to doing to being able to access God because God was residing in this Holy of Holies. And oh, my goodness, if they did anything wrong, they'd be struck dead. And, uh, you know, uh, old tales have it or rumor has it that they would have to wear bells on their garments. So if those bells stopped ringing, they realized they did something incorrect and they'd have a rope tied to their foot and someone would have to pull them out because they couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was a place that, that man really was not allowed in because man was dirty, unclean. And when Christ died for our sins, and that veil was rent in two, and we are now allowed to access the throne boldly, we're encouraged to access the throne boldly. Uh, in the book of Thessalonians, it says to pray without ceasing, that we can now access God directly. And that's thanks be to Jesus Christ for dying for our sins. And as we accept him as Savior, we have now, we have entry into the throne room, amen. We have access to God, amen. God Almighty, our holy precious God, because he looks upon us and no longer sees our sin, but he sees the blood of his precious son, the sinless, spotless lamb that died for all the world. Amen. For all that would accept him. Amen. As savior, accept that free gift. And so we have access to God through Jesus Christ. And therefore, do we use it? Do we go to God? Because when we go to God, I can promise you through the, through the, through the principles in the word and through God's, what God has uh, spoken through his prophets in the word, in the Bible, that you will have peace, that you have peace that man can't describe, uh, that you will have peace when you go to God. And as uh, the maniac came running up to God, amen, and I know the demons were speaking for a while there, but the demons got cast out. And then what happened? Uh, hey, he came up to the Lord Jesus and he wanted to go with him. And Jesus said, no, I want you to tell your friends. So number one, do we turn to God in times of trials for peace? And if we do, through prayer, through Bible reading, through fellowship with the Lord, through spending time with God, amen, spending time with God, if we do that, we'll have peace. And then number two, Jesus instructed him after he was healed, after he had peace, Jesus said, what? He said, go home to your friends, tell them how great things the Lord hath done for you and had compassion on you. Are we going home to our friends and telling them what God has done for us and how he's had compassion for us? Are, are we ashamed of Christ? I hope not. We need, to, we need to brag on God, amen? The little things, the big things, everything in between, we need to brag on God. I'll testify in front of our little church all the time about how I get peace in the midst of anxiety and suffering. Oh, the anxiety, the, the afflictions I've faced the last couple of years as the Lord called me to plant a church and do these different ministries, and it's been difficult, and it's been hard, and uh, it's been like swimming upstream so often. And I go to God and I'll just be all torn up inside and just my heart beating and palms sweating and just, oh man, just really stressed out about things. And I'll give it to the Lord and this peace will just wash over me. It'll just wash over me and I'll just praise God. I'll praise him then, but I'll go to the congregation because God has given me the honor of being a preacher in a little church. And I'll just tell the congregation, you know, it works, guys. It works. I, I, went, I had trials. I had anxiety. They can see it in my eyes. They can see it in my face. Amen. They see my physical ailments and so forth. I said, and I went to God and I prayed to him and he gave me peace. He gave me peace. 
This is a truth. It's a beautiful truth. When you love God, when you, when you study his word, when you love him as he commands us with all our heart, soul, mind, and spirit, with everything we've got, when we love God, when you love God, he'll give you peace. And when he gives you peace, he doesn't want you to quench the spirit and go hide that. He says, set that candle right up there on the hill. Set that city right there on the hill. Go ahead and tell everyone about it. Tell him, testify, not for you to get glory, but for him to get glory. Give him the glory. Your testimony is incredibly powerful. There could be someone that's silently suffering from some of the same things you are. And you give them that holy prescription, that that holy prescription for health, for peace, which is to seek him with all your heart, mind, soul, to go to him in times of trial and, and, and to pray and to stay close to him and that you have peace. They're going to see that and say, I know that person. I trust them. I love them. I see what they're doing. I'm going to do that. And now all of a sudden you are being a witness for the Lord and you're bringing him glory. We're created to bring him glory. Let's do it. Amen. That's what we see in this chapter here in Mark five is this man was, you know, Jesus said, you don't have to follow me. Just go and give me glory. Give God glory. Go tell your friends what I did. Amen. Uh, Which is interesting because sometimes um, the Lord would ask, not, you know, say, okay, don't say anything at this time or that time uh, and for, for whatever God's reason was. But in this case, he said, go ahead and tell them, tell them that I took those afflictions, those devils that were in you and I cast them out because our God is all powerful. We should not limit God. We should have that faith that he'll do as he chooses. And his ways are much higher than our ways, as high as the heavens is from the earth. We can't know all that he's going to do or why he's going to do it, but we can trust it's for our best. That's what Romans 8.28 tells us. And we can trust that the Lord knows us better than anyone and that he loves us. So what do you take from this? God loves you. He's here for you. He wants to bring you peace and he wants you to give him the glory. So do that today. Seek him. And as the Lord moves, publish abroad to tell everyone you know how God has blessed you. You can give him glory today by simply explaining what he's done for you. And continue to seek God in this world until he calls us home. And then it'll be a beautiful day where we no longer will face the afflictions we do now. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care. God bless. And amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.